in the beginning, when they first met their partner, the person didn't really know themselves yet. And so if we don't know ourselves and our partner doesn't really know themselves. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about today's sponsor. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedule, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. More about how Our Family Wizard can help in a few minutes, but now on to today's show. All right. Welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. We are joined by Talia Bambola. Talia is a licensed therapist, and she's got an incredible Instagram account. I found her because she shares hilarious stuff about relationships, but also really educational things. So it's my Instagram therapy, I like to call it. (laughs) I'm very happy to hear that. I try to have a blend where it feels educational, but also humorous. So thank you. That's a good accolade. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you have to get people in the door. And we we, we're used to consume. I always tell people I'm like, you're on these apps to usually laugh and be distracted. So if that's how we can reel you in, and then all of a sudden, you're teaching them about their uh, anxious attachment style. That's, that's a good way to that's a good onboarding. They're like, wow, she looks so nice and funny. And then they're like, Oh, that hurt a little. (laughs) That's my that's my style. (laughs) Yes. All right. So this audience that's listening is either thinking about divorce, going through divorce, figuring out life after. I've actually pulled the audience. We're kind of a split among the three. So um, I think that's a good place to start. A lot of people, and I again, I find a lot of your content inspiring and kind of inspired these questions. A lot of people are getting married when they're in their 20s, still Mm -hmm. figuring themselves out. Yeah. Now they find themselves in their 30s, 40s, 50s. What the F happened? Who Talk a little bit about <laughs> how pe- I'm sure you see a lot of clients that are getting divorced or in divorce. Just talk about like that journey of I-, I thought I had things figured out. And now what's going on? So I would yes, I would say about a third of my practice now are going through that awakening. And in the beginning, when they first met their partner, the person didn't really know themselves yet. And so if we don't know ourselves and our partner doesn't really know themselves, we mostly know we get along in these areas. Eh, These might work themselves out. They're okay in this. It's better than what I've had. This will do. I call them like the, this will do marriages. And then when you wake up around your mid thirties or closer to 40, it could be older than that. But if we're looking at that timeline of very young twenties, you kind of, you wake up and you look at yourself and it's like, who am I? Who are you? What are we doing here? I didn't want this. I only wanted that. Why is this person? There's so much uh, reckoning and like a reawakening. And if we wait longer to know ourselves better, the likelihood that we're able to get through that awakening with our partner increases. But if we're not willing to do the individual work or potentially go to couples therapy with them, we might not want to reconnect. And that's some of the other uh, couples that I've seen who are working towards 
wanting to separate. They're like, we've decided it's just not for us anymore. They're wonderful and I want to remain seeing them wonderfully. That's why I'd like to divorce so we don't turn this nasty. And there's other couples where they've been in the deliberation for probably two to three years. And I mostly see the individuals of those couples. And some of them have kids, some of them don't. It's not an easy decision to make, especially when there's multiple people involved that would be affected. But what our relationship is like with the person we are parenting with, if we're married, dictates so much for children. If these listeners are having children or have children, it's uh, the best thing to set an example of what a healthy relationship looks like, even if that isn't being married to the person that they're parenting with. And if we can do so at least minimally amicably. So I've, I've seen kind of the whole spectrum of it, but getting married in that younger 20 age range, we don't see 10 to 15 years in the future, what that's going to be like. We marry for other reasons. Our friends are getting married. I want to be married before college. There are certain life milestones that we think we have to hit. And then once we actually get to that age and hit them, if we aren't married at that time, we're grateful we're not. And if we are, we're like, okay, how am I going to make this work? And then of course there's the outliers who are very happy. They meet at their young 20s. They've somehow managed to grow together. I call them the lucky ones. <laughs> and then they don't have a problem. I don't see them in my office because nobody comes in to be like, look how great we're doing. So, <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> yeah, just hearing you talk about it, to me, I'm now divorced two and a half years. And I'm like, this whole setup, I, I mean, it's amazing to me that people can get married yep. when they're young and have it last forever. Right. And I... And I think that's part of what we're doing here too, is like taking away the stigma of divorce. Yes. First absolutely. of all, statistics are at least 50% of people are happening, but it's still this earth shattering event that people look at you weird and you don't know what to do. So like, I think in some ways it's saying like, maybe this is a natural lifespan for something. And yes. maybe that is not the worst thing in the world. Let's try and end it in a way that that's still amicable and healthy because a lot of us have kids. But it just seems like there's this disconnect of like, how come this didn't work when in reality it's like, what what did we expect? Yeah. How did we expect it to work? I think is a better question in some cases. And to your point, we don't always know the longevity when we partner with someone. That's why even no matter the age that you meet, asking non-intrusive but inquisitive questions is what I encourage people to do. So even casually on the first date. How do you enjoy spending time with your family? That's a pretty normal question to ask. And somebody could have a very strong reaction to that negatively. If family's important to me, that might be a red flag. That's at least like some, I should explore that further. Or if they're like, oh, I love spending time with my family. And we go there every Sunday, every vacation. It might be too much enmeshment. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not that close to my family. So asking those general kind of like life sphere questions to get a fuller picture of who they are and knowing that it might take time to really get to know the person. And I saw this a lot during the pandemic, things changed so rapidly that people weren't expecting who their partner became to show up because it made them, what I have said before is it's like you unbecome the self that you know and become this new person. If you're choosing your change and growth, that's a positive. If external forces are acting upon you, that can turn you into somebody that you don't even recognize, which is doubly hard in a relationship. So we ideally want to ask the most inquisitive, non-intrusive questions we can, get to know their life, their family history, what are their beliefs and values, what are, what are the templates they're working from, and that's where we can make a more educated decision that you were going to go through change no matter what. You're going to be a hundred different people in your lifetime. The goal is to meet your partner, ideally, at each of those and fall in love again and again, 
And if I know the beliefs you work from, is divorce even an option for you? Yes or no? Has anybody in your family ever been divorced or has no one been married? Are we the first of the asking those kinds of questions can help. And then, like I say, all that could go out the window. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The best laid plans are often not what ends up happening. And imaginary children are the easiest to raise. So if you're talking to your partner about, I want to do this and that, when you really have kids, sometimes none of that comes true. Mm -hmm. You did the best thing. You had all the conversations. But when rubber hits the road, that's when really the personality of the person you're with comes through, be with them for a little bit longer. Also, I I think most people would rather have a three to four year relationship not work than a two year marriage not work or a one year engagement not work. So if we are supposed to spend a decent amount or the rest of our lives with someone, why rush it? That's what I ask. Like, why are we in such a rush? And that's where the attachment stuff comes in. Well, what if they leave me? I'm like, and this is why you should not be getting married after this because you're going to throttle this relationship and it's not going to survive. So I think we have to pace ourselves more than anything. Talia, this was great. Tell people where they can find you. Um, I'm most active on Instagram at Talia Bombola. You can find me on a lot of podcasts on my website, uh, therapywithtalia.com. Thank you, Talia. This was awesome. Thank you. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be, constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedules, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. Here's Rachel to explain how Our Family Wizard changed her co-parenting life. Right after I filed for divorce... The texts and all the communicating with my ex became super stressful. Every text, every call, every time I scheduled an appointment, it was just emotionally draining. My attorney suggested using the Our Family Wizard app, and it completely saved my sanity. The constant texting stopped because all the communication moved into the app, so I could check it when I was ready to respond. And for me, I really actually needed OFW. Um, I gave my lawyer some clear documentation of, um, let's say, ridiculous disputes, and I didn't have to email him hundreds of screenshots anymore. He could see it in the app. I tell all my friends also struggling with co-parenting about OFW, and everyone who tries it says it's a game changer for them too. Join more than 1 million parents and family law professionals who trust Our Family Wizard. Go to www.ourfamilywizard.com to get started today. That's www.ourfamilywizard.com.